All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Okay, I want to welcome everyone to the All In Podcast show today. And um, today I have an amazing guest that, that um, is just... He just has a, a unique knack for being able to uh, share and coach people, and he's out there impacting um, thousands and thousands of people worldwide. And I, I just have the pleasure of, of introducing you to Howard Partridge today. Howard, welcome to the show. My pleasure. Great to be here. Awesome. So, um, you know, Howard, um, you know, as uh, uh, you know, as you've developed the businesses that you've developed over the years, I know you had shared that um, when you started. Um, I, I always like to, you know, give a little background of where you came from. So, you know, uh, let's just start from there where, where you, um, uh, started your first business and what you were doing at that time and, and what that looked like. Sure. So, uh, I think probably the, the better place to start would be, um, so that people have some context of, of, you know, me starting my business and everything. I, I tell people that I'm originally from LA, uh, lower Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> Because I uh, grew up uh, very poor, actually on welfare in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, there were seven kids in this little 600 square foot shack, and the roof on that house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. My mother fed us on $100 a month from the welfare department, and when I was 18 years old, I moved to Houston, literally had 25 cents in my pocket to live with my dad, my real dad my biological father, who I'd only met twice in my life, left when I was a year old, but he was really successful here in Houston. So I thought, well, here's a you know fresh start. And I became a waiter and I worked in these uh, restaurants where we did tableside cooking, real high-end restaurants in Houston. And that wasn't my first job, but, um, but I became a professional waiter. And um, I always wanted to have my own business, but I just didn't uh, have uh, any money to speak of. And um, then I met my wife, Denise Conjet Antoinette Pinella. That's Italian <laughs> from New Jersey. And I'm from, from lower Alabama. This is going to be a good match, right? So my dad, uh, my real dad, um, bought me a pinstripe suit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my wife told me to keep my mouth shut because I had an accent, you know. And uh, so anyway, I'm marrying this Italian family. When you marry an Italian family, you don't get um, wedding presents, you get cash. And we got $3,000 in, in cash money as uh, wedding gifts. And there was a friend of the family, same age as me, 23 at the time, tooling around a little red Mercedes convertible. And that got my attention. And he was a business owner. I wanted to be a business owner. And I got back to Houston and I spent all of that money that we had to our name starting my first business out of the trunk of my car. And I uh, struggled for about 13 years. I made good money, but I worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and literally became a slave to that business. And when I would travel, which I love to do, uh, I, I, much of that supposed vacation was uh, consumed on the, on the cell phone, talking to customers and employees back home. 
And uh, so what I do now, um, well, and so then what happened was um, I started uh, uh, doing, um, once I learned uh, Michael Gerber's secrets of, of having systems in your business, uh, you know, for 13 years, I, I felt like a slave to that business. And then I learned two secrets from Michael Gerber from his book, The E-Myth Revisited, that you got to have systems in your business and you got to uh, understand what your primary aim is. I call it life goals. And so I uh, started building systems in my business and got that business up to a uh, couple million dollars a year. Got it turnkey. It does a little over three now. And I started uh, coaching other small business owners and teaching them the systems that I had used. And that was almost two decades ago. Hmm. So, Awesome. So that so that primary business is still running and yep it's uh, turnkey does uh, three million dollars a year a little over three million dollars a year and I have a team and systems in place I don't even have to be there that's awesome yeah and and uh, you know so from there you know you've started your coaching uh, business as well and you're out speaking and doing events and you know, let's talk about, you know, how, uh, I know you said, you know, in a, in a quick way, um, you know, how you started coaching other, other, um, business owners, but how did that come about for you? Well, um, I, uh, again, just in, just, um, saw there was, uh, I went to a lot of seminars and there just wasn't anything that was just right in our industry. And I thought, well, Somebody needs to teach people how this is really done, and I just started doing it. I was already writing. I was the president of our uh, little local association, and I uh, wrote articles for a trade magazine, and um, so I already had you know kind of a network and a little bit of a platform, and so I just started writing articles for trade magazines, and I got out there and started doing seminars for uh, different suppliers and people like that. And I really didn't know what I was doing, but people liked what I had to say. They liked the systems that I had and I just, just learned it, you know? Hmm. And, and then as you progress now, you've, you've been out, how, how, how long you've been in the industry now, as far as from the coaching side? Uh, about 20 years, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. And you've had the pleasure of working with people like Zig and, and, uh, how did that come to be? Well, what happened there was I, um, in 2008, I do four uh, co- member conferences a year. Uh, and um, in 2008, um, I, well, I have to go back just a little bit. I, I first met Zig at one of those big Get Motivated events in Houston. And um, what happened was uh, someone made a mistake. And they uh, didn't talk about the product and tell everybody where Zig's table was. And I went roaming around in the big hall and found uh, Ziggler's table. And I um, got to talk to him for a little while. And I talked to uh, one of his associates and said, well, hey, how do I get involved with with Ziggler? And he said, well, you could become a distributor of his uh, products. And I was like, okay, that's a great idea. Well, I didn't do anything with that information for about five years, and I happened to be going to Dallas to do a workshop, and I decided to make the call on the way to the airport. I called up, went to see them after I did the workshop, 
to become a distributor for their products. And before I left there, I had a commitment from Ziegler for Zig to speak at my conference. So he did. Got to know Tom, his son, and Julie, his daughter, and uh, just started building a relationship with them. And they invited me to come in and do some video webcasts for them and that sort of thing for small business owners. And then in 2000, um, about 2010, I guess it was, uh, I had Tom come speak, I had Julie come speak, and and uh, Tom calls me and he says, Howard, he says, uh, you know, there's some kind of quote that I always hear you say in your seminars, and, and we're writing what is probably going to be Dad's last book, and I wanted to connect small business to the personal development that, that Zig does, and there was some kind of quote that you had that connected uh, the two, and I can't remember what it was. So I sent it over to him, and it was, and it's what I live by, and that is that the one and only, re- and what I teach my coaching clients is the one and only reason your business exists is to be a vehicle to help you achieve your life goals. If you're not clear on your life goals, you're not going to build the right kind of business and you'll be a slave to that business. So he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. So then he comes back and he says, hey, uh, you know, we have this wheel of life and and it's got seven spokes on it. You rate your life one to ten. Have you ever done a business wheel? And I said, absolutely. I sent it up to him. And we started working on this back and forth, and, and so I, I got to help Tom with the last chapter of Zig Ziglar's very last book. Hmm. And so we just built a strong relationship from the very beginning, and um, I was headed to the airport one day, sent him a text message, and he said, it's funny that you should contact me today. We've been talking about you a lot today. And I said, uh, "What what's up? And he said, I'll call you next week. So... He calls me up and he says, um, since dad can't really get out and speak anymore, we went to see a consultant who, uh, whose core uh, skill is to, to, to get all the assets of a company out on the table and decide what direction they should go. And they, uh, he said that we should probably go into small business coaching. And they went through all the different people that they know. And they, they put together uh, 14 different points of criteria that this person had to match up to. They got done uh, with the list, and I was the only person left on that list hmm. That's out awesome. of all the, all the people that they know. And they said, would you be willing to help us with this? And I said, absolutely. So that's how I became the exclusive small business coach for Ziegler. And I helped them develop their uh, Ziegler Legacy certification program. And uh, every uh, Ziegler Legacy certification program, I got to be the very first one certified. And so I teach at all of those. And then we hold a uh, Ziegler Business Owner Boot Camp a couple times a year. And then um, Ziegler, Tom and Julie and them speak at my conferences. And Ziegler's uh, a strategic partner uh, with us. So that's how all that came about. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, and what a blessing to be around a, a man like that until his final days. That just, uh, yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so obviously that keeps you busy, right? Yeah. And you know, that's the whole, the beauty of having systems and also having leadership. I teach people that you got to have, uh, the three stools of a small business is, uh, effective systems, willing people, 
and good leadership. So you don't have to have the, you know highly experienced people. And so, sometimes if you have good training, it's better to have someone. And I learned this from Michael Gerber. He became a friend of mine as well. And uh, he was just on my webinar this morning, as I mentioned to you before we started the program. And he's spoken at my conferences. He's become a great friend. And uh, what I learned from Michael is that you find people who um, have the the lowest, no experience if possible. And if it's if it's necessary that they have some technical skill or some level of experience, get it at the lowest level, develop your way of doing it. And that's where leadership comes in. You've got to have you know, the right vision, you got to have a mission, you got to have values, you got to have purpose, you got to be able to communicate properly and have the job descriptions, the policies, procedures, and all the systems in place. So as long as you have people who are willing that want to grow, that's the key. And so many small business owners, they get stuck because A, they don't have systems that they can transfer to anybody else. B, they hire the wrong people. And three, they're not good leaders. So you got to have those three stools. And, um, so, um, I have no idea how I got on that. What was the question that you asked me? Yeah. Um, just, just, um, you know, how, how that keeps you busy. And, oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yeah, I have, so I've got systems in place. My, uh, primary company is uh, turnkey, my coaching company. I've got a great team, uh, great system so that, uh, I can concentrate. My job is to, uh, teach, uh, write and uh, develop content and, um, and and a plan. So I put the plan together, and then I've got a, I've got a marketing uh, person, I've got a salesperson, I have um, an operations uh, uh, person manager. I have a couple of coaches, and so they do the day to day, and my schedule is people look at my schedule and they look at my travel schedule and say, man, this guy must be just like totally just burnt to a crisp. And it's not the case at all. I schedule uh, my time accordingly. I get uh, seven to eight hours of sleep every single night, no matter what. I take a lot of time to go to the beach. I take one day off every single week and don't do any work at all on Sundays just to rest and, you know, um, so it's all in the scheduling. It's all in, it's all in the system. Sure. So, um, so what, what does a typical day look like for you? Well, so I'll tell you about today so far, uh, by the way, um, I would recommend that everybody that's listening today, um, do a time log for a couple of weeks to see where, where your time goes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I have a part of my coaching program is a weekly webcast. So uh, this morning, for example, um, I got up at 6.30. I normally get up around 5, and, um, but I go to bed like at 9 o'clock, latest 10 o'clock. So I stayed up a little later than usual last night, got up at 6.30. And uh, I, the first thing I do is I read a chapter out of the Bible, I pray, and then I start working on my projects, whatever I've got coming up. Uh, I have what what I teach and what I do is what I call a daily time capsule. So you got to have your one thing, your biggest project that you're working on, and then you may have two or three others. And you get that done early in the morning, get the big rock stuff done in the morning. 
And uh, then at nine o'clock, uh, so I'm I'm working on projects. And then at nine o'clock, I had my uh, my member webcast this morning. It's a live webcast I do every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock central. And I had Michael as a guest. Uh, did that. Um, got off of there and uh, checked my email and stuff like that. I played basketball for about thirty minutes <laughs> to get my exercise. And. Uh, Took a shower, had lunch, and now I'm here with you. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's good. So, so um, you know, and, and obviously there's there's a foundational thing there for for most people that um, have success in most areas of their life. There there's a daily, if you want to call it ritual, um, uh, something that that is uh, foundational to uh, you know to getting you know keeping you grounded and and focused on the things that you want. Um, to accomplish for the day. So, um, so let's, let's back up a little bit and talk about family and faith. Okay. Yeah. Um, got saved in 1987. My testimony is online at howardpartridge.org, O-R-G. And, uh, my wife and I have been married for 31 years. And in fact, we're doing a marriage seminar. I got certified this past year uh, in uh, DISC, D-I-S-C, and uh, has a marriage component that goes with it. We're teaching a marriage class at our church. We have one son who is 22 and almost 23 years old. So, And we have a bunch of dogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, um, so as far as, you know, how important is your, is your faith to you? Uh, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely everything. I'm a born-again Christian, proud of it. Uh, people who knock Christianity don't understand it. They they see religious people, and they assume that that's what it's about. They see bad people who hurt other people. Uh, but if you really look at it, if you look at uh, the history compared to, and I don't want to get started preaching, but if you look at all the great men who came out of um, out of Christianity over the centuries, and you compare that to the philosophy that we bought into with the rebellion of the 60s, it really doesn't make any sense. We're going to give up centuries and centuries of wisdom just because we think that a bunch of uh, you know drug addicts from hmm. the 60s uh, have a better philosophy than we do. It's just ridiculous. So I don't want to get off on that. But but also at the same time, uh, I have uh, many, many friends who don't believe like I do. Michael Gerber is one of them. Um, And um, I respect them as people. Uh, And and so that's where I'm at. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you're lost. And my prayer is that you would find him because I personally believe that uh, he is the the way, the truth, and the life. And as he said, no man comes to the Father but by him, Amen. through him. Yep. Amen. Well, there's, uh, that's, that's a, uh, I, you know, I love how you put that. And, um, you know, as, uh, you know, as Christians in, in this world today, it's uh, definitely a, uh, an interesting thing. And there is a lot of uh, people out there that are, um, hurting and need to see the truth and hear the truth. And, you know, I was one of them for years, uh, until I came to know, 
um, who Jesus Christ was and um, start to build that relationship with him. So I think that, you know, there's there's a reason why we're having this conversation. People need to hear it. And um, it's definitely something that, that is part of, you know, what I'm sharing here with the world. So I appreciate you definitely um, bringing that to light. Um, so, um, and, and, you know, how, I mean, I know obviously being in the event space, um, probably maybe uh, a good percentage of your clients are, are um, uh, of faith. Um, but, you know, how does that work for you in, in, in your environment? Is there, is there a certain number of, of uh, clients? Have you ever looked at that? That always interests me to, to see how, you know, we interact with the world. Yeah, so one of the things that we do at our conferences um, is um, we, um, we do what we call a spiritual night. Mm-hmm. And so the second night of every one of our conferences, except for our, our retreat, beach retreat, I do a beach retreat for my members every, every uh, summer. But um, our three conferences a year, our business conferences, uh, we have what we call spiritual nights, not religious night. We don't make you feel uncomfortable if you come or if you don't come or whatever. And uh, it's a time for us to share our faith and to pray with each other. And that's one way that we do it. Um, I have just very real conversations with our coaching members uh, from time to time. Uh, if the subject comes up and if they want to talk about it. And uh, it's been amazing. People across the board, people who have come to know the Lord uh, as a result, uh, people who are searching, um, want more, you know, want to hear more about it, uh, people who don't want to talk about it, but respect uh, how we feel. But we very um, hardly ever um, among our membership, because they know I care about them, they know I love them, that... um, you know, we never get people who get ugly about that. Sure. Know? That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I don't know if it is or not. Maybe I need to change that, but <laughs> no, just kidding. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't intentionally offend, but. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's definitely. I have more to do with you than it does with me, you know? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's definitely a, a line there that, you know, some people just don't like to like to dis- have that discussion and, uh, there's definitely a way to have the discussion and and uh, keep it healthy and and uh, forward moving, sure. um, and that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, so what are, what are you know? I mean, obviously we just finished up 2015, heading into 2016 here strong. Um, what are some big things that you're doing uh, this year? Well, so I've got um, I've got two more books that'll come out this year, and I'm working on what I call my quote unquote big book. Um, that I'm going to work toward getting with a big uh, publisher, um, building up our membership. One of the things that's been a long-term goal for me is to, uh, I call it global, uh, going global while going, while going local. And to have, my dream is to have uh, groups, like we do these little small groups, over uh, go to webinar, And... Um, the value of a small group is that you build community, you support each other, you encourage each other, you uh, hold each other accountable. The groups are led by a trained coach, trained facilitator and coach. And um, I want to bring those 
live into local communities because it's very, very powerful. And uh, small business owners don't have the local support that they need. So I have a vision of having groups uh, in cities around the world. And so little by little, we're starting to do that. We're starting to. So one of my big things in 2016 is actually get my first groups in a handful of cities actually established. Hmm. Great. That's awesome. So you, so you have a few things on your calendar to get done this year. Uh, yeah, uh, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, what, you know, um, are, are there specific things like if, if a, you know, a listener right now is, um, you know, they're obviously a business owner and they're, they're, um, uh, maybe struggling to build their business. What, what would be one thing that you would tell them to do? Uh, one thing I tell business owners to do. Yeah. What would be the number one thing you would tell them that you'd want to share uh, with them? Get a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a coach. Um, you know, there's a whole list of things. Uh, but when you, when you look at, uh, one of the, one of the big things that I'm doing this year, I got uh, certified in the one thing by Gary Keller last year. Gary Keller is um, founded Keller Williams Realty, which is the largest residential real estate company in the U.S. And he started it by himself, him and another guy who was not really a factor, but um, brilliant guy. And he writes this book called The One Thing. And he points out that there's usually one thing in our business, one thing in our job, one thing in our family, one thing in our uh, health, that if we can hone in on on that one thing and really uh, put uh, a lot of uh, emphasis uh, on that one thing that that makes everything else either uh, easier or unnecessary, it's called the focusing question, that is life-changing. And um, as he was talking through, his, when he got this epiphany, it was because he had hired a coach. Hmm. And he says in that book that, uh, that um, you'll be hard-pressed to find uh, anyone, any highly successful person, phenomenally successful person, that doesn't have uh, an accountability partner, preferably, in the best case, a coach. Uh, we all have mentors that have helped us, but a paid coach uh, is kind of responsible to to help you. You know, you got to do your part, of course. But um, the world that we live in today, the uh, how fast everything's moving, the number of things that you've got to focus on, all the things that you have to do, especially as a business owner, we need someone to help us to to uh, just get rid of all the distractions and get. Uh, get laser focused on the one thing. So let's say that you know you're not making enough money, all right, uh, in your business. Well, your one thing's got to be marketing. You know, if you're if you or if you need to make enough money to be able to hire someone to offload some of what you have to do. Well, the number one thing has to be marketing. If you have enough sales coming in, but you don't have enough profits and your your overhead is too high or your cost of doing business is too high, then your one thing needs to be about that. In his case, it was he needed to find 14 key people to take his uh, organization to the next level 
So his one thing was to find those 14 people. Uh, my one thing is membership because I know that when uh, we get more coaching members, when we retain and help the coaching members that we have, that drives everything else. It makes everything else either um, uh, easier or unnecessary because I could do events all day long. I could write books all day long, but if they don't end up being uh, a long-term relationship that really helps people, then it doesn't help me and it doesn't help our clients. Right. So that's, uh, you know, that's some good stuff. So as you, as you're sharing that, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, how many coaches do you have in your life? Cause I, I heard you say it a few times. I just want to see, uh, you know, that you've been certified in different programs. So you're obviously always out learning and, and, uh, gaining more wisdom. So how many coaches do you have in your life? Yeah. So, um, right now my, uh, my main coach is actually a guy who, uh, works, uh, for me, um, as one of our coaches, uh, really a, a God thing. Um, long story short, he, owned, he was with Dale Carnegie for 33 years, owned the Houston franchise for over 20 years. My wife uh, is in advertising, called on him, found out that he was from Mobile. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and we became friends. And he sold his Dale Carnegie franchise. And after his three-year non-compete was up, he was kind of looking for something to do. And, um, and he wanted to do something that really made a difference. And he came on as a coach. And so he uh, is the one who always reminds me, he, he tells me, he says, Howard, you're, you're as good as any of them and better than most, and we just got to get you on bigger stages. So you want to have someone who uh, has the same values as you, the same vision, who can see your gift. So he's my, my main coach. Um, I'm mentoring with John Maxwell this year hmm. uh, as well. I did that a uh, year before last. I skipped a year. And um, so I have at least two coaches there. I had a uh, trainer for uh, a, a strength trainer, and I was in just perfect shape, and I fired my trainer. So don't do that. <laughs> uh, you can replace them if you want to, but don't fire them. And, and so now I've – figured out that the one thing that I'm going to have to do, even if I don't like it, uh, I'm going to have to get a trainer to get back into shape. Uh, so it always comes back to that coaching relationship. But um, if you go back to when I really needed a coach, uh, my mentor, for example, my spiritual mentor, um, one of my early mentors, the first time I ever heard the words, the e-myth was from my my mentor, my pastor. And so he was the one that helped me sort of start finding my gifts. Um, I had a coach who I got my companies and all kind of debt. So I had a, I hired a financial consultant and her name is Ellen Rohr, helped me to get debt free. Uh, and then um, several years ago, uh, as I was kind of struggling as a I was a good coach, had a good business, but it was more of a job and I couldn't really see where it was going. And a guy that I met through Michael Gerber, um, God brought him into my life and in kind of a miraculous way. And um, he helped me to see 
uh, who I am and what my potential was and what the possibilities were. And he literally kicked my butt for about two years. And I owe a lot to him because I wouldn't be probably wouldn't have the relationship with Ziegler that mm-hmm. I do today. And I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing, how I do it. Uh, I just wasn't doing it well. That's all. Right. And so he kicked my butt for a good two years. So, uh, so a lot of, I still have a lot of, um, you know, mentors. I have, um, a group of people around me that are, um, clients and friends that hold me to my standards and that, um, you know, will, will challenge me if need be, if we're together and maybe I say something that I shouldn't say, or, you know, I, I bounce things off of them and, and say, what do you think about this? And they're like, mm, you know, so I have a lot of those kind of people in my life and I call it community and everybody needs to have community because we don't live that way anymore. Not like we used to. Right. That's great. So, you know, and that's really powerful in, in sharing that, um, the number of mentors and coaches that you do have, um, and uh, holding you accountable to going after what you want in your life and your business and the impact that you're having. So appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. So as, as we uh, get ready to close here, uh, you know, how do, what can we share with our, our listeners of, you know, uh, how they find out more about you? Sure. You just go to howardpartridge.com, H-O-W-A-R-D-P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E. Part Ridge, Partridge like the bird, Partridge like the Partridge family, HowardPartridge.com. And uh, when you hit my website, I give away uh, a, a conference video that really shares my philosophy, what I call the secrets of a phenomenal life, uh, secrets of a phenomenal business. There's five of them. And then the five components of building systems in your business. It's about an hour and a half uh, video. But um, you get that, and then you'll get uh, emails from us. We'll invite you to webinars, give you videos and things like that. Obviously, you know, we want you to become a member, but there's no obligation, and we're always giving away free stuff uh, so people can get to know us, like us, and trust us. And as Zig always said, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what it is that they want. So I put out a lot of free resources uh, via email. So the best thing to do is get on my email list. Just go to howardpartridge.com, get on the email list, and uh, we'll uh, send you a bunch of goodies. Awesome. Well, thank you, brother, for taking the time to uh, share. And um, I greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to um, you know seeing the impact and seeing you uh, at the top of the heap of this pile of, of uh, world-renowned speakers and movers and shakers. Hey, it's my pleasure, and uh, as Zig used to say, uh, I'll not only see you at the top, but hey, I'll see you over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. All right, Dan. Thank you so much. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.